Rose. Oh, Poppet. Oh, Poppet. It's a little cheeky, ain't it? A little cheeky, ain't it? I didn't realise I got on a plane from London. Oh, but fuck, it's the Cobbers. The Cobbers? I, I was on my way here. Yeah. And I, and I saw an ambulance. I feel like I'm losing my accent. Hold on. <laughs> Call an ambulance. Call, Call an, an ambulance. ambulance. But not, but for, not me. for me. Hey. Hey, girl. How's it going? It's just going so great. Like, this week has really been a trip for me. Ooh, okay. A lot of ups and downs. Okay. Love that. So, <laughs> I, like everyone, you know, graduated college in quarantine, got a job, and gained 15 pounds. Mm. And I mean, it was like that. But yeah. I, I really gained it when I, like, started my job mm. because I would made it. Throughout all of quarantine, you know, throughout the summer, mm-hmm. doing pretty good. Yeah. Like, weight fluctuated a little bit, not too much. But then I started my job where our sweet, sweet office administrator keeps it stocked with the most A1 snacks. Oh, that's and, so mean. You know, well, I I live in a confusing, like, mind tug of war of, like, I don't want to be employed by a place that does not provide me with snacks mm-hmm. because I don't think I should have to bring my own. Yeah. Know? But then again, like, when you provide me with all these snacks, like, I gained 15 pounds, you know, yeah. double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And gained the 15 pounds I did. And, you know, just looking in the mirror, and I'm just like, ugh, ugh, meh, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do the 10-day cleanse, the smoothie cleanse. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, I mean, you know, my friends will know this. I talk big fucking game. Mm-hmm. Like, I am the most big game talker oh, yeah. with, like, zero follow-through. And, yeah. you know, that's, like, that's my cross to bear. That's what I have to die on. And Except this podcast. Except this podcast. This is the one thing that I said I was going to do, and I actually did it. So, fuck you, doubters. <laughs> um, but everything else, you know, my friends, I tell my friends, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, they don't really congratulate me till it's done. Sort of yeah. Thing. Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, this detox was no different. I said I was going to do it. Bought the book bought the ingredients you know my mom paid for my groceries because she was like I am investing in your health and she gave me her blender and I really set myself up for success I was like I can do this like the first four days are gonna suck but like I can push through and you know the whole point of a cleanse is like to learn about yourself Mm -hmm. and here's what I learned about myself Mm -hmm. I have a crippling addiction to Dr. Pepper and zero willpower so let me paint let me paint you a scene okay (laughs) Sunday afternoon I just hit my mic. Sorry if you guys heard that. Sunday afternoon, running my errands, buying my groceries, ready for the guaranteed 10 to 15 pound weight loss that I will incur in the next 10 days. Fabulous. The world is bright. The air is clear. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I wake up. Monday morning, like it's the first day of school. I was yeah. so excited. I had my outfit picked out for my first day of the cleanse. First and day of the cleanse. Um, I made my smoothie, you know, yeah. packed my lunch. They say you're supposed to ease into it. So oh, you yeah. do like smoothie for breakfast, uh-huh. salad for lunch, salad for dinner, and then Tuesday, smoothie, smoothie, salad, and then eventually you're. So, and then you can have some solid foods. Like you can have, I mean, literally only the things that sprouted from Mother Earth herself mm-hmm. could you eat. It was terrible. So I, you know, walk in to work on Monday and man makes plan, God laughs. And I think God just woke up feeling a little feisty that day because mm-hmm. um, of all the Sundays I've gotten to church, of all the Wednesday nights I've gone, like, gone to church, it's like that meant nothing to God because he decided to <laughs> torture me. 
So I don't know what I did to deserve it. But I walk in to the most pristine waffle bar I've ever no. witnessed. I mean, my boss was flipping waffles hot off the griddle. Hot off the griddle. Syrup, whipped cream, sugar-covered strawberries, chocolate chips, the works. And I thought, I don't know what I did for this, but I'm paying for it. This is probably... This is probably for all the shit I ever talked about, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you didn't eat the waffle? No. And I'm sitting at my desk, and my boss waves that waffle right in front of my face. He wafts it over. He wafted it just right in my general breathing area. And so that was really hard for me. And so then I thought, oh, this isn't going to go well. So I did the, <laughs> did the detox for Monday. I was fucking miserable miserable i and they say you know the first day is the hardest but like that was too hard like yeah i didn't feel good Mm -hmm. i was so tired yeah all i wanted was a fucking burger a cheeseburger from brahms like that was what i was craving and so i come home from work monday and i'm just like karis like i really don't think i can do it and you know she's like no i think you should stick it out you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like i just want fucking meat i want meat i want a chicken tender in my mouth yeah so then we had some friends come over to watch The Bachelor, and basically I just came to the conclusion that, yeah, it's really easy to lose 10 to 15 pounds when you're not eating anything. Yeah. But what, I'm going to do this cleanse, and then I'm going to gain 7 pounds back, and then yeah. I would have suffered for 10 days only to lose 3 pounds? Yeah. I really want to lose 3 pounds. I'm just trying to lose 3 pounds. That's not even cranberry juice. That's cranberry juice cocktail. It's like all sugar. <laughs> I'm just trying to lose 3 I'm trying to lose 3 pounds. Oh my God. Um, sweatpants are all that fits me right now. And like, that's the def- Yeah, sweatpants are all that fits me right now. Oof. But, so I just decided that I'm going to try and figure out something more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to try and cut out dairy because mm. my brother has always been like really tall and like muscular and a football player. And like, when I saw him last, I was like, oh, you look ill. You're like so thin. He was like, I stopped eating dairy. And I was like, that is what I need. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to cut, I'm going to try to cut that out. I need okay. to find a good cream cheese substitute because like that mm. is my kryptonite. Like yeah. if a bullet was up to my head and mm-hmm. said, you have to eat this like cream cheese or I'm going to kill you. I would say, oh, without a doubt, I'll eat the cream cheese, the whole block. I'll just buy it off. I don't care. <laughs> just do it. I'll do it. So that's just like where I'm at. So I'm just You just to have find- to like find like the small things to cut out, you know? Totally. Like um, I'm addicted to Dr. Oh, oh. And I had the most monumental migraine, I think, to ever exist on this earth. Like, I always get left temple headaches. They're mm-hmm. always right here. Mm-hmm. And I Google what they mean. And it's always, if you get headaches in your left temple, you're dehydrated. Which, you know, I already knew that. <laughs> but I um, just started doing little things. Like, I started chugging a bottle of water, like, the second I get up. Uh-huh. Karis told me that, like, water as the first thing in your body speeds up your metabolism. Yes, it does. So... Zoop, zoop. We're doing that. Yes. And warm water with lemon in the morning is really good for your Oh, uh, well, I, I drink a detox tea in the morning, too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, but I don't like tea, so I really have to force it down my throat. But so I just had the most monumental migraine, and one of the biggest benefits that Jackie said on the toast was yeah. her skin. And, like, not to toot my own horn, but, like, my skin has never been an issue for me. Like, uh-huh. like my skin is always the thing that people compliment me on. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if, the, if my only benefit is going to be, like, my skin and losing three pounds like this is not worth the 10 days yeah. of suffering it's really not yeah so you know I talked a big game I did and I am big enough to say that I quit 
proudly. I quit the cleanse. You know what? I'm proud of you for it. And I recommend you quit the cleanse too and find something more sustainable. Don't do the cleanse. Just eat a chicken tender. Don't do the cleanse. Exactly. Don't spend, you know, like I did see this TikTok that was like the key to losing weight is to not stop eating the things you love, but to find actual substitutes for the things you love. So I found these chicken nuggets. I don't even want to say it because they're going to be all sold out. Is it the one that tastes like um, from Chick-fil-A? So yes, but not those ones. I've seen those ones. They come in this blue packet, like this blue bag, Mm -hmm. and they're gluten-free chicken nuggets. Mm. And they literally taste like heaven. And then I get waffle fries when I put it all in the air fryer. And like that is substituting my Chick-fil-A meal. Yeah. And then I'm only drinking Dr. Pepper every other day because that's good. They keep Dr. Pepper stocked in the fridge at work. Like, oh, that's so for mean. free at my disposal whenever I want. So I really have to limit myself to only drinking it every other day. Yeah. So we're doing little things, you know. And like you can only have it at work if you're gonna have one. Yeah, like I can't take because it. then you're also saving money. I can't grab one when I leave. No, 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 no. no, no it no. has to be that Dr. like Pepper does not cross the threshold. No, no, no. That is your two o'clock pick me up. Yes, exactly. And you finish it by the time it it's It was five. either that or cocaine. And I chose Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you know, I chose not to do drugs. <laughs> yeah, so all you fucking soda haters who are like, you should see your insides after drinking that soda. Well, how do you think my insides would look after I do coke? Okay, You know what? You should be thanking me. A lot of people who drink Dr. Pepper live to be like 110. So... Yes, let, lest we not forget the lest woman not who forget. actually lived to be 110 and was asked her secret and she literally said she drank a Dr. Pepper every single day. So... I may have found the fountain of youth, and while you're over here being judgmental in 2021, which is not what 2021 is about. No, no, no. That's not what Rome is about. <laughs> we should totally just stab it's Caesar. It's not what Rome is about, okay? And I don't judge you for drinking your green... Oh, and I'm also drinking a smoothie for breakfast now. Instead oh, that's of eating good. breakfast, I'm having... I'm, that's good. Because the, the recipes in the book are really good. Like, they're mm-hmm. good smoothies. So now I'm just eating those for breakfast. Mm-hmm. See, I, like, I've never been, like, a big breakfast person during breakfast time. Like, I love breakfast for, like, lunch or dinner. Honey, that is called being a rebel without a cause. Thank you. You're welcome. And I usually just, like, grab a breakfast bar and then munch in it around 10 is whenever I usually get hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, like, a warm cup of coffee is my breakfast. Oh, totally. That's really all I just need. just judge the insides, you know? Yeah, like, I, I want to just, like, rile my anxiety up at 8 a.m., <laughs> And then, like, have to go to the bathroom 30 minutes later. Yeah, you know? like, I want to have explosive diarrhea in my place of work. <laughs> and I want to make my insides rot. And you know what? You may not want that, but that's my journey. <laughs> that's my journey. You don't have to do it. I'm not making you do it. Yeah. I'm not making you tell me how great it is for me. I know it's great for me. I don't need your toxicity in my Do vicinity. I wake up every day with a smile on my face? Yes. So, yeah. therefore, leave me alone. I go to bed excited for the rotting cup of coffee that I'm going to have in the morning. <laughs> Truly makes me so excited. Yeah, so excited. See, my issue right now is I'm addicted to coffee. Off. Like, highly addicted to coffee. Like, have to have, like, three cups a day. And now I've restarted my Dr. Pepper kick. So now I'm <sighs> having coffee and Dr. Pepper. Yeah, my brain. That really is lethal. My brain is <laughs> not well. <laughs> Your brain is, like, getting the shakes. <laughs> yeah, really. But, you know, it's Bye. cute. Like, I've had two cups of coffee and two Dr. Peppers today. That's more than me. I know. And, like, my gut does not feel healthy, but it's okay. It's my day off. 
Sometimes your gut like needs to be unhealthy to appreciate the times that it is healthy. So don't worry. Yeah. You're like, just in the appreciation I don't want to be perfect. I want to be like 80% perfect. No, you know? you know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody knows and what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everybody gets that way. Everybody gets that Thank you. I, oh, <laughs> I couldn't think of the other one. Uh, anyways, should we get to the purpose of this podcast? Let's get to the purpose oh, of the wait, podcast. Oh, wait. Did you want to say anything about your week? I'm sorry. Oh, it's totally okay um i don't think really anything exciting happened i got a marg at torchies this week which i, I love doing last night i love That's a good marg my dad found um you know how there's like ranch water in a can and there's like um what is white ranch cloth. water that does like not sound no it's so good it's um it's topo chico lime lemon and tequila it's I like it so much more than like a vodka. You know, people like go Who get the, the vodka. Fuck, pick the name Ranch Water. I don't know. It's like a Texas thing. Just another reason. <laughs> Just add it to the list. Add it to the list of reasons I don't want to live in Texas. Ranch Water. <laughs> ranch, the Ranch Water. Ranch Water. I, some people call it a skinny mark. <laughs> That's what a skinny mark is. I don't know. Oh. It just like doesn't have the sugar of a mark, you know. Ugh, like all the ingredients the what's the point guys um, live life on the edge kick your feet back eat a fucking donut just eat the donut because guess what even if you eat salad and drink lots of water and be really healthy you still die we're all in the ground at some point <laughs> but then people are like well it's about the quality of life i'm like okay enjoy your quality of life not enjoying anything you put into your mouth Ugh. <laughs> ew <laughs> ew ew yeah. No. No. I can't. Um, but yeah, nothing really exciting has happened this week. It's okay. Happens to the best of us. It is what it is. It is what it is. What just, can I say? What can I say? Just another day in a corporate world. Would you consider your job a corporate job? Yes, I would. Because I, well. Would you consider the front lines of athleisure wear a corporate job? No. But I feel like I'm. In like I'm not in corporate, but I feel like I'm dipping my toes in it. Totally. Well, and you're on like the managerial side, so yeah. You know, if I was like a sales associate at Athleta, I would like not consider myself in the corporate world. But like, no, 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 you are like you're running shit. Yeah, like like Stella Stella Ray on Campus Corner. Like that's a like that's just like your local retail job. Totally. Athleta is like a corporate retail job. Totally. Oh, yeah, very you're different. So right. Yeah. You're right. Very very different. I'm so sorry that, like, I would even compare the two. Like, what's wrong? Oh, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. This is 2021. You cannot, like, be comparing, like, your first retail job to, like, the corporate retail world. Like, that is just unacceptable. <laughs> oh, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I say it till I die. You say it till I die. Okay. Should we get started? Yes. Natalie, what are we starting off with? We are starting off with some tea swizzle news. Thank God. You know? <laughs> And the tennis court was covered up with some tin-like thing. And you asked me to dance, and I said, dancing is a dangerous game. I got some tricks up my sleeve. Takes one, two, no one. You're a cowboy like me. Push. 
engaged in dark Telling all the rich folks anything they want to hear I get could be love I can win away more Only if you pay for it You're a bandit like me and that's our show. Bye. Bye, guys. Um. Anyways, Taylor Swift announced last night that she has created a Spotify playlist called the Lunching. Wait, the Ladies Lunching chapter. First off, I'm gathering everyone I know. We're going to lunch just so I can make that my Instagram caption. Ladies Lunching. Carrie, fabulous idea. Maybe we should. Ooh. Maybe we should do like. Um, so hard though because you like can't control outside sounds. But I would we should like go somewhere and record on like a Saturday afternoon and and call it ladies' luncheon. <laughs> That'd be so fun. We We're could do it. We're just flooded with good ideas. We could do it. We could find a space. Totally. Like everyone, shut up. Okay, my, this is my podcast. You not see the microphone in my hand? Yeah. Show some respect. Hey, can you not have a conversation right now? <laughs> Thank you. Um. But anyways, so Taylor Swift posted on her Instagram last night that actually it's probably still on her Instagram. Let me look. I don't want to botch Taylor Swift's words, you know? You know, never. The one mistake you can make in this life is to put words in the queen's mouth herself. And I can't do that. You can't do that. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't speak for Queen Elizabeth. Oh, no, never. No. So this is what Taylor posted. In my mind, all of the Evermore and Folklore album ladies are a part of the same universe, so I put them in a playlist together. And so the songs are Betty, Dorothea, Marjorie... August, nobody, no crime, and right where you left me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's always what you do and I never remember when I pulled up and said, get in the car. Then I canceled my plans just in case you call. Back when I was living for the hope of it all. Hope of it all. Meet me behind the mall. So much for summer love, summer love, because you were mine lose. That was good. Thank you. That was really good. Really? Yeah. Thanks. Sometimes I miss, like, consultant being here because, um, you know, even though she is my G-Big and didn't put me in using, there are times <laughs> that. I know. I need to I get nervous in front of people. That's, like, my issue. I do, too. It's, like, I think I do have a little bit of talent myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, you know, when people ask me if I can sing, I'm, like, I'm, like, karaoke okay you know like I could get up on stage and karaoke and yeah. people like people's ears wouldn't bleed yeah like I'm like a car singer good like totally people are with me in the car and they're like oh damn she's kind of good you know, but then not, mics off I'm like mm. yeah like I have this playlist on Spotify and it's all my favorite songs and mm-hmm. the playlist is called it's not traffic it's an audience Ooh. and the first song goes great title um, oh shoot what is the first song oh there were nights when the wind was so cold that my body froze and buried by just listening to it right outside the window. I finished crying in the instant that you left, and I can't remember when or when or how. And I vanished every memory you and I had ever made. When you touch me like this and you hold me like that, I can barely. Oh, it's so hard to resist, but it's all. It is resist. I'm sorry. Back to me. It's all coming 
Back don't call me back to okay. me okay. now. Also, 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 I promise, like, we'll get to the point of this podcast eventually. <laughs> but if, like, you guys avid listeners know that, like, one of my party tricks is being able to turn any song into, oh, yeah, yeah. like, an early 2000s Green Day song. Green Day song. And I'm just, like, a little upset that somebody on TikTok, like, beat me to the Betty Punch. Oh. And now, like, they're just, like, getting all the credit for it because they made it sound so good. And I'm just, like, really upset with my ideas, like, not being up to speed with my ability to innovate and, like, put them out there. Once again, Carrie, we think way faster than we can produce. You know? Exactly. Like, if you miss if you miss the idea, it's gone. Yeah, because it would go like this. Um, Betty, I won't make assumptions about why you switched homeroom, but I think it's because me. Mm, oh, you heard the rumor from Inez. You can't believe a word she says most times. But this time it was true. The worst thing that I ever did was what I did to you. But if I just showed up at your party. I just like cannot believe Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds named their kids James, Inez, and Betty. That's such a coincidence. No, I know. No, like Taylor's best friends with them. No, I so know like, that. oh, I was like, wait, Carrie. It's like so insulting that you would think that I didn't know that. I well, I was like, I tell that to strangers I meet in the grocery store. I'm like, did you know? <laughs> did you know? Um, hey, you, you, with the with the baked chips. Did you know <laughs> the baked chips with your lace baked chips? Um, only Blake Lively could pull off naming their daughter Inez, Betty, and Betty. Yeah, and Betty's this, like gonna be in 2021. Like she birthed. Betty. What's her name gonna be? Hi. Betty. Betty. Do you know what that's from? Uh, yeah. Betty. Hi. Hi. What's it from? It's almost a hundred years old. Hi, Martha May. <gasps> yes. Betty. Hi. <laughs> I can't believe that that woman is the same woman in Mamma Mia. Does your mother know? Does your mother know that you're out? Okay, keep going with the story. I'm sorry. We're like, here comes Peter Cottontail. Hopping down the bunny trail. Um, that's, I, do you have any thoughts on the Taylor Swift story? That was pretty much the only thing I had. Well, are we going to talk about the theme park? <gasps> oh, my gosh. I forgot that was today. <laughs> Oh, you guys. Okay, so Natalie and I were supposed to record this episode on Wednesday. So she texted me on Wednesday morning and was like, record, you know, tonight. And I was like, yes, totally. Well, then just like somewhere at some point in the day, I was just put into a tizzy. And (laughs) I thought that she had texted me or she said, I'm sorry, she texted me on Tuesday and said, record tomorrow. Yeah. So then on Tuesday, I was in a tizzy, and I all of a sudden thought it was Wednesday, and it was like 7 p.m., and I was walking out of my house, and I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot to like show up to record. And I texted Natalie, and I said, I forgot. And she said, what? And I said, to record. <laughs> and she said, I texted you that this morning. <laughs> oh, okay, let me pull up my Taylor Swift article. Do you want me to read what the BBC posted? Oh, yeah. Do you have it up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, guys. So BBC posted this. Taylor Swift is being sued by a U.S. theme park called Evermore, which says the star's latest album with the same name has infringed its trademark. The theme park's owner said Swift's Evermore 
release had caused confusion about whether the two were linked, and they have seen a dramatic departure from typical levels of traffic on its website in a week after the album's release. This is the best part. Swiss lawyers responded that there's no basis for the claim and that the theme park suffered no damages whatsoever and, in fact, has openly stated that Miss Swiss' album release creates a marketing opportunity. Damn. Like, this is <laughs> such a fucking far reach. Like, if I was to Evermore theme park, first of all, I would be thanking them because it is the middle of COVID and, like, no one is going to a theme park No anyways. one's going to a theme so park. So you should take the slightest sliver of public publicity that you can get. I've never even heard of Evermore theme Exactly. Park. Like, this album Let's see, let's see where it is. on the map. Yeah, you should be thanking Taylor Swift. Not suing her. Yeah, and, like, to say that... Her- Does one sue Queen Elizabeth? No. No, because you would probably be imprisoned. Yeah, literally. Because I don't think you can do that in England. Yeah, I don't think you can either. Because it's not a democracy. Mm-mm. It's a monarchy. And it's a monarchy, and it's, it's parliament. about protecting the monarchy. Yeah, I just... It's in Utah. Yeah, okay, so, like, what does Utah have going for them? Like, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, Ted Bundy. Why are the Mormons after the Mormons. Taylor Swift? Brigham Young University. And influencers. SMH. I mean, I like, they're not going to win to say that, like, a, one of the biggest pop stars in the world put an album out with the same... I could put out an album called Frontier City, and I really don't think Frontier City would sue me. No, Frontier City, Frontier City would be like, oh, sweet. Yeah, Frontier City would be like, thank you for the free publicity, not let me sue you for millions of dollars. Yeah. They're just trying to get, like, more roller coasters. Taylor Swift is just, like, the queen of, like, lawsuits, I feel like. Like, she's always in a lawsuit with somebody. Yeah, and she always comes out on top. Well, my Scooter Braun. Well, like, minus that one. <laughs> well, like, minus the biggest one. That would give her millions and millions of dollars and ownership of her first five studio albums. So sad. Which means that I could actually go to a concert and listen to those songs. Because a part of me, like, doesn't want to go to a Taylor, like, Swift concert. But isn't unless... she re-recording them? Yeah, like, I haven't heard anything. I didn't talk to Isabella. I no, she's, like, currently yet. recording them. I know, but, like, I'm not going to go to a Taylor Swift concert unless I know that I can stand there drunkenly with my friends and oh, sing while yeah. live. Oh, yeah. So true, Carrie. You know? So true. I've done an a band of thieves and ripped up jeans just to rule the world. Long live the walls they crash through. How the kingdom lights shine just for me and you. I be screaming, long live the magic we made and bring out all the pretenders. Afraid, singing long live all the mountains we moved back at the time of my life, fighting dragons with you. Long, long live that look on her, your face. I don't remember what's after that. I don't either. Anyways, so that was this week's T Swizz Corner. Oh, wait, I totally forgot. Somebody DM'd the Couch Potatoes. Uh, Instagram, oh, at Couch Potatoes Podcast, and I have we have to issue a correction. Totally forgot. Okay, so I won't say her first and last name. I'll just say her like handle. Is that okay? Yeah. Is it like like, rude? I don't know. Like, what's etiquette? Maybe don't. Don't say who it's from. I don't know who is it. Let me see. Oh, I uh, I think it's fine. Okay, her handle is LifeXKate. We'll just leave it that way. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
she said, so last week we talked about we how we hope they're not filming a Kissing Booth 3. And then she said, they've already filmed Kissing Booth 3. They filmed it at the same time as Kissing Booth 2. Oh my same gosh. Same thing, or same thing for To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Like, they filmed the second and the third one together. Wait, so then why haven't they released the third one? Well, because you can't just, like... That's true. You have to let it sit. Yeah, you can't just, like... You know, you got to make them work for it. This is very true. So that was our corrections corner. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Thank you so much. I love being corrected. Because I love being corrected because that means people are listening. Totally. And, you know, 90% of this podcast, like, is 100% opinion-based. 90% is 100% opinion-based. 0.01% is factual. (laughs) (gasps) What? Okay. I don't know this for sure. I don't know what it's called because I'm not clicking on the article. But... Emma Curran, best known for her portrayal as Princess Diana in The Crown, and Harry Styles are starring in a film together. Oh my god, he is just a movie star these days. I know, he's just like really on it. Jealous. Okay, what else? Oh, ooh, let's talk about the bread and butter. The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. What's your favorite award show moment? Have you seen that? Has that been on yes. your TikTok? Yes. Mine, um, some of my favorites. Jennifer Lawrence tripping up the stairs. Iconic. Iconic. Only an iconic queen could fall up the stairs getting her best actress Oscar. And you know what? I wouldn't want it any other way. No. She looks beautiful falling. Um, I wish anytime, my tush looked good when I fell like that. Oh, I wish. Um, anytime Amy Poehler and... Tina Fey. Tina Fey do the monologues. Okay, yes. This reminds me of my favorite one. George Clooney was getting some Lifetime Achievement Award. Yes. Yes. And so they go on and on about his wife, Amal Clooney's accolades. And it's like, his wife, Amal Clooney, is a, you know, you know whatever lawyer. It's on the board for all these things, all these great, like, She's like list. a chosen attorney for, like, all these, like, huge international cases. Yeah. And then they go, but her husband is getting the Lifetime <laughs> Achievement Award. <laughs> it's so true it's like Amal Clooney is like the queen of all queens because not only is she one of the most successful women ever but like and then not only does she have like one pregnancy with one child like she has one pregnancy with twins and then she's flawless the other time everything she does she just like literally does it two times better than anyone else Meghan Markle's and um, Prince Harry's wedding she looked fabulous (gasps) I don't think I've seen what she wore um yellow she probably looked better than Meghan Markle honestly yeah I said what I said I said what I said you know okay I said it again let's go through the Golden Globe nominations the Golden Globe nominations include it's hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler again this year I mean manifestation okay guys it's February 28th so mark your calendars so for today's not February the Golden Globes are on February 28th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The Golden Globes are on February 28th. Okay. I don't know any of these. Ugh. Best motion picture drama. The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Women, Woman, The Trial of the Chicago 7. So I've heard of The Trial of Chicago 7 Same. and I've heard of Promising Young Woman. People are saying that Promising Young Woman is fabulous, but Ooh. it is like a really, it's a sexual um, assault trigger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it's about this woman who she basically goes into bars and like gets really like pretends to be really drunk to like get guys to take advantage of her. And then she like puts them in their place essentially. So it's a really like sexual abuse. I think it's on Hulu maybe. Yes. 
Yes, I know um, you're talking about. Yeah, but it's a bit of a trigger warning, but I've heard it's fabulous. fabulous. So I feel like that, I don't know, this is my thing about the Golden Globes. Like, same thing with the Grammys. Like, it, you would think that the show that is, like, representing what the people are listening and watching to, are watching, would, like, actually represent what the people are listening to and watching. <laughs> you would think. You would think. I mean, it's a simple answer, but, you know, no, that's not what happens. The Academy does what the Academy does. The Academy does not abide by the laws of this land. <laughs> okay, so best motion picture, musical or comedy? Borat, mm-hmm. Hamilton, music, Palm Springs, The Prom. Palm Springs? Do you want to know what that is, Natalie? I would love to know. That is the movie that you vetoed. You used one of your oh, vetoes yes, for I did. on this podcast that is now nominated for Golden Globe. So sit with that. <laughs> sit with that. Um, but The Prom, which we have talked about watching, is also on this. Okay, so we, that means we need to watch and it. And I have seen it. Okay. It's I, so good. I watched Borat with Andrew and... Like, it's not, it's a specific type of comedy, and that comedy is also in the realm of Step Brothers, um, Talladega Nights. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Well, and I But, just, like, it's I on love, another level. Um, it's the same Sasha, mm-hmm. what's his name? Yeah, he was also in Lamez. Fabulous job. He was in Lamez. Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. He's married to the iconic Isla Fisher. Yes. Um, happy for him. Love that for him. Um, I personally hope either Borat or The Prom wins. I just, I have unsaid beef with Hamilton. I don't know why, I just do. Oh, no, you know, I do know why. Because <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. stars and created it. And I just, I can't with him. Yeah, I like was totally about Lin-Manuel Miranda in Mary Poppins. Um, unbeknownst to me that he was the man who created <laughs> Hamilton. I was just like a little bit behind on that. Oh, see... Mary Poppins is the reason is is another layer of the reasons why I don't like him, because he made the movie about himself, and it's not titled Lin Lin Manuel Miranda. It's titled it's Mary not Poppins. Lin Manuel Miranda, the chimney sweep. <laughs> it's titled Mary Poppins. And I wanted to see Emily Emily Blunt. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Moving moving on. Best TV series comedy. Emily in Paris, <gasps> The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, Ted Lasso. Okay, well, Schitt's Creek is going to win. Yeah, it's going to sweep. Um, Emily in Paris being nominated for a Golden Globe And is not Bridgerton? Just... I don't know if Bridgerton would be... Is it in enough time frame? No, it is because he is nom... Simon is nominated for, like, Best Actor, I think. Um, <gasps> Emily in Paris, yes, being nominated for a Golden Globe... Um, it's like just a prime example of how the content that we desperately needed in quarantine, like did not step up to the bar yes. and it's only now stepping up to the bar. Like once things are getting a little bit back to normal mm-hmm. and I just, if Emily and Paris wins, my respect for the golden globes are like already on pins and needles, pins and needles. And if this wins, it won't because Shit's Creek's nominated and this is just the year of Shit's Creek. They have to win. Yeah. But David or Daniel Levy must it's win. It's Dan Levy. Levy. Dan Levy. 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 Must win. Must win. Okay. Best TV series drama The Crown. Ugh, obviously. Lovecraft Country. The Mandalorian. Mm. Ozark. Ratchet. Okay. First off, Ratchet. Um, not going to win. 
really interesting. It's like that a whole angel of death. Yes. Which you, like an angel of death is a term for like a medical person who kills people. Yes. Kills patients. Yes. Angel of death. Yeah. Um. I it it was done by Ryan Murphy and you know usually Ryan Murphy like knocks it out of the park but mm-hmm. I heard it wasn't that good whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozark I feel like has a good chance because people just like stand Ozark like they love like, Ozark. Like, Watching Ozark is like a personality trait. Like, if well, you it, like Ozark... It's similar to Breaking Bad. Like, if you love Breaking Bad, like, you love Breaking Bad. If you love Ozark, you love Ozark. I just, like, can't really get behind the whole, like, Jason Bateman movement. Yeah, It's no. just, like, not my fave. It's just, like, it's not my thing. Totally, yeah. <laughs> um, Mandalorian... Um, Mandalorian 2, though, it's, like, it's like a cult following. It's like It is. It is all the support of everyone who, like, has ever loved Star Wars, and that's basically everyone ever. And it, Except me. Except you. And, like, I only have to like it by association because, you know, I did hear a little rumor that um, Hayden Christensen was making his return as Anakin Skywalker. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did see that. And I'm going to need some time to, like, watch that by myself. Yeah. Process it. Um, The Crown shall win. It's, like, so hard, though. I, like... Yeah. This, This season should win. Season four is so good. Yes. I agree. It should win. It should. It should. Doesn't mean it will. No. Okay. Best limited series or TV movie. Normal People, which is on our list of things to watch. Mm-hmm. That's coming. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. Ooh. Ooh. This one's good. Small Acts, The Queen's Gambit, The Undoing, Unorthodox. We also need to put Unorthodox on our list. That is such a tough category. That I is a really good category. Like, all of those shows were, like, such cult, like, cult shows to watch this year. Guys, if you if you were in any of these like limited series or TV movies, just like know like you're already a winner by being in this category. Tough competition. Yeah. So like Nicole Kidman, like if you're listening to this podcast, like <laughs> just know that if you don't win, you're a fucking star. And like you don't even really need to win this. Like yeah, you will you be really virtually don't. unaffected if you don't. Okay. Best actor in motion picture drama. Riz, I'm gonna mess up all these names. I'm so sorry. Riz Hamed. Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, which he will win, um, Anthony Hopkins, the father, yeah. Gary Oldman, Mank, Tahar Rahim, the Mauritanian? The Martian? No. Oh. It really sounds like you said Martian. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah, no, that ain't Martian. <laughs> that ain't Martian. That has about eight more letters than the word Martian. <laughs> um, okay. And then Best Actress, Viola Davis. Queen. Um, it, she was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You know, she has the iconic quote of, people like to tell me that I'm the black Meryl Streep, well, then why don't you pay me as such? Damn. Icon. I love her. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. I've heard that's really good. Should we add it to the list? Yeah. Okay. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa. Margaret. Ooh. Uh, Frances McDormand, Nomadland. You would know who that is if you saw her. Mm Mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Yes. All great. And then, oh, this is a good category. Best Actor, Motion Picture, Comedy. Sasha, Baron Cohen, Borat, James Gordon, Corden, The Prom, Lynn manuel Miranda Hamilton. James Corden is nominated for... I live in a world where James Corden is nominated for a Golden Globe. 
honestly, he was really good in the prom. Like, I was crying. Okay, I guess I shouldn't knock it till he I brought try me. It. He brought me to tears. Okay, okay. I'll give it a so watch. So good. Um, Dev, Dev Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Interesting. Ooh. Okay, Best Actress Comedy, Mar- Maria Baklova. Sorry, guys. Borat. <laughs> Kate Hudson, Music. Michelle. I think it's Baklova. Baklova. Okay. Kate Hudson, Music. Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Is it PF? Yeah. Pfeiffer. French Exit. I should not be reading these. I cannot say names. Here. (laughs) I don't know if I can necessarily do any better. Okay, where are we at? Rosa something. Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot. Anya Taylor-Joy, Emma. (gasps) Emma. Yes, but Anya Taylor-Joy is um, Beth in Queen's Gambit. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Best Supporting Actor, Motion Picture. Sasha Baron, Co- Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Mm. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm. Jared Leto, The Little Things. Mm. Bill Murray, On the Rocks. Ooh. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. I don't know any of those. <laughs> <laughs> Best Supporting Actress, Motion Picture. Glenn Close, Close. Hillbilly, mm. LG. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman, The Father. Queen Elizabeth, Ooh. you know. Jodie Foster, the Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, Helena Zingle, News of the World. Mm. Okay, big category. Best Director, Motion Picture. Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman, David Fincher, Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Hmm. Um, best actress TV series drama. This is a killer category. I don't know who's gonna win. Olivia Coleman, The Crown. <gasps> Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Ooh. Emma Corinne, The Crown. <gasps> Laura Linney, Ozark. Sarah Paulson, Ratchet. Okay, people might come at me for this, but like sometimes I feel like Sarah Paulson is like just nominated because it's Sarah. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how she's nominated all the time. She is. Okay, best actor, good category. TV series, drama. Jason Bateman, Ozark. <sighs> Josh O'Connor, The Crown, <gasps> Prince Charles. The Crown. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Al Pacino, Hunters. Classic. Classic. Matthew Rise, Perry Mason. Best actor in limited, limited series or TV movie. Brian Cranston, Your Honor. Jeff Daniels, The Comey Rule, Hugh Grant, The Undoing, Ethan Hawke, The Good Lord Bird, Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much Is True. Thunder Thighs? You made it on the list? Oh my gosh. Your levels with that? I know. I just screamed. So I'm so sorry. I got so excited. <laughs> when you're your own sound engineer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're almost done. Best Actress Limited Series or TV Movie. Clay- oh my gosh. Kate Blanchett, Miss America. AKA oh, she should win. She should win, but I will always just think of her as the curious case of Benjamin Button. Yes. Daisy Edgar Jones, Normal People. Shira Haas, Unorthodox. Nicole Kidman, The Undoing. Anya Taylor Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Best Gosh. actor, TV series, comedy. Hmm. Don Cheadle, Black Monday. Nicholas Holt, The Great. Eugene Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, Rami Yosef. Rami. Rami. Okay. We have three more categories. 
Best Actress TV Series Comedy. Mm. Lily Collins, Emily no. in Paris. Emily in Paris. You know Emily in Paris. Do you know that's how like, it's supposed to be pronounced? Yeah. No. Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant. Elle Fanning, The Great. Jan Levy. Oh, I want to watch The Great. What is that? It's um, the Russian Empire. Um, oh, interesting. In like the 1900s. Oh, I'm watching that. Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Catherine O'Hara, Shit's Creek. Ooh! Okay. The big ones. Mm. Best Supporting Actor. Oh, no. Just another good one. Not the big one. Best Supporting Actor, TV. John Boyega, Small Axe. Brendan Gleeson, The Comey Rule. Dan, Dan Levy, Shit's Creek. Jim Parsons, Hollywood. Daniel, oh my God, Donald Sutherland, The Undoing. Best Supporting Actress, TV. Gillian Anderson, The Crown. Your Majesty, this is my cabinet. That's um, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I love it. Helena Bonham Carter, The Crown. <gasps> the Crown. Helen should win. I know. I love Julia her. Julia Garner, Ozark. Ozark. Annie Murphy, Schitt's Creek. Oh, Annie Cynthia girl. Nixon, Ratchet. Ratchet. And that is all she wrote. Um, someone the other day told me that they, I reminded them of Alexa. Or Alexis. You do remind me of an Alexa. <gasps> oh, sorry. Alexa or Alexis? Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. <gasps> okay. What's on the agenda next? Let's keep um, it rolling. Now we're, gonna wa- now we're going to recap what we all came here for. Obviously. Bling Empire. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what were your... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um, okay, so what were your initial thoughts of okay. Bling Empire? I, first of all, I just thought it was a genius idea. Oh. Whoever, I know I said this last week, but whoever watched the show Crazy Rich Asians and thought, let's make that into a reality show is genius. a genius. And to know that there is like this extremely niche group of people who actually live this incredibly lavish lifestyle. Fabulous. Where they're all just billionaires. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think of like final thoughts that changed. I think Kelly is still so stupid. She's always just going to go back She's to so that dumb, yes. toxic relationship Andrew. Yes. Like he is the definition of complete and utter like masculine toxic toxicity. Mm-hmm. And just because you're the Red Power Ranger does not mean you can yell at your girlfriend like that. And Kelly is way too good for you. And... I believe she should move on, but at the same time, I know she's never going to, so I'm not even going to waste my breath, because for Kevin to try that hard with her, and her kind of just, like, completely write him off, because she still has feelings for Andrew, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not one to talk, because my diction, like, isn't the best, and when I get talking really fast, I tend to slur my words, but that bitch Kelly mumbles! Mumbles! She's like, I can't even imitate it, because I, everywhere, I like, had to turn on the subtitles, because I couldn't understand. Oh, couldn't the hear. entire thing, I had to have the subtitles I on. I was like enunciate but once again who am I to talk because what do I not do enunciate so I guess now I know how you all feel now I know (laughs) okay the whole plot line of Kim Lee trying to find her dad Mm. one thing I always question about these reality shows is obviously you know the hills put that doubt in everyone's mind of are reality shows actually real 
or not. Turns mm-hmm. out The Hills was completely scripted. Yeah. And I'm always just very cautious because one telltale sign that a reality show is not real is different camera angles. Mm. Because if a camera has to switch angles, then most likely they had to stop, redo that again, move the camera. Me and my naive self, I'm like, oh, you know, they have two cameras and then they just pick from whichever footage is best. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. So now I'm just like, anytime I see two different camera angles of the same conversation, I'm like, ugh, Mm -hmm. it's scripted. Mm -hmm. Dang it. You know? Yeah. So I don't really know because it would be like The Office if it wasn't where the camera has time to move. And it's not like that in any reality show ever. So I was just curious if, like, the plot line of Kelly's dad or Kimley's dad was, like, would she have done that if they were not filming? Yeah, I don't think she would have. And I don't think, I don't think Kevin would have tried to find his birth parents either. Like, I feel like they were trying to find something yeah, well, it's deeper like when you get, with the like, characters. If I got cameras on me all the time, I would be like, oh, shoot, what am I, like, what in my life is interesting that I can. Yeah. Well, because, okay, so here was my qualm with the whole thing. It was good. Give I was entertained. Qualms. But I just felt like for eight episodes, we were talking about Christine and um, her not wanting to have another baby. Yes. And then we were constantly back and forth with Andrew and Kelly, like the toxicity, all of that stuff. Like it was like the same story over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else? I feel like that was it. It was just like those things that it was just like every single time it switched to another episode, it was, they were still having the same conversations and I was like, okay, we need to like move on, on add another element. Yeah. Have like a big blow up argument, something like, like give me more of like, I think the root of this show like is the drama between Christine and Anna. Like, yes. give me more of that. Like, yes, I want more. That is what I want to see. Like, Kyle Richards fighting Lisa Vanderpump. I want to see Christine and Anna going at it. Like, who is the queen of the their group in Beverly Hills? That's what I want to know. Give and me more of this that. This is the thing. It is Anna. And Anna's just letting it Christine Anna. And pretend. Anna totally throwing, like, a yoga party and not telling Christine that it's a yoga party and having her come in, like, an all, like, Gucci outfit. Yes. And then her having to, like, borrow Anna's clothes whenever she gets there was, like, yes. the most savage thing I've ever seen. And Anna is just like that. She is just, like, a sneaky snake. And yeah. if, like, you fuck over Anna, like, she's coming for you. And she, she will continuously fuck you over. Literally. Like... Anyone's biggest insecurity is, like, showing up to a place in, like, the wrong outfit. Yes. And Anna exploited that. Oh, she for sure did. And this is just, like, another thing. Um, Whenever Kelly and that other guy found the penis pump in Anna's shower. Oh, thank they, you. I wanted to talk about this. They brought that up for five, like, literally five more episodes. And I was like, yeah, like on from the penis pump. Like, do I think you should go, like, snooping around in someone's home who, like, they have invited you in? Absolutely not. And I definitely don't think you should bring it up in front of, like, other people. But I think the best thing for Anna to do in that moment would have been to, like, laugh it off. And mm-hmm. been like, yeah, I got a penis pump. Yeah. You're obviously looking because you need one. What about it? What about it? Yeah. Like, she's at just such a higher status level than all of them that, like, I just feel like she really could have made it, like, a, I have one. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. But instead, she, like, just really started hating Kim Lee for it. Mm-hmm. But Kim Lee also, like, definitely should have apologized, and she wouldn't do it. She was like, I didn't think I did anything wrong. She's like, I wasn't snooping. Regardless, you were snooping in someone's home who they invited you. Like, you can't do that. Like, at the end of the day, just own up to it. You'll be 10 times more respected. 
Own it. Just own it. Own it. Um, okay, another thing was that, like, as this season progressed more and more, I realized, because the first couple episodes, they really kind of cross it, it makes it come across as, like, Christine is, like, the shit. Like, yeah. she is it, she's everything, and mm-hmm. I think to a certain extent she is, but I just think she got progressively petty and, like, yes. progressively mean, and it's like, when you sink to that level, like, all it does is just show that, like, you're more desperate to be in that position and it's not cute. No, yeah. Like, when they had the party for um, her husband's, like, plastic surgery office, and they had people do all those treatments. Yes. And then she said that they did the butthole treatment. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, we have some, like, anal-friendly. And then she paused, and she was like, Anna, I know you would like that. Like, yeah. that's mean. Like, that's crossing a line. Like, yeah. inviting Christine to your house in the wrong clothes, there were, like, four other people there. Like, yeah. big whoop. You know, you got a little... But, like, saying that in front of a room full of hundreds of people, that was mean. Like, I would have been mortified. Well, and that's because this is the difference between Anna and Christine. Anna will have a one-on-one conversation with you and say it to your face and bring you down off that cloud real quickly. And, like, she's not afraid to do it. Yeah. Christine doesn't have the balls. So she has to have – she has to do it in a crowd where Anna can't just, like, explode on her. Yeah. I just think that, like, Christine is putting up this, like, huge facade. And I think that if she would just let it down and just be who she is, I think she would actually be a lot more likable. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she has a very interesting and complex story. Like, I want to hear more about the struggle with your in-laws. Like, that's interesting to me. That's very interesting. Like, how you marry into a 20th – The Song Dynasty. Song Dynasty and, and, like – then it comes out that she's not the one who had the issues. It was him. It was her husband. But, yeah. like, she lied to her in-laws and said that it was her, so that way her in-laws wouldn't be mad at her husband. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know more about that. And then she said she hasn't talked to her dad since she was in college. Yeah. And then, like, I just want to know more about her background because it really sounds like she doesn't come from money. Yeah. She doesn't talk to her parents. Uh-uh. She, it mentioned that she was raised Christian, which yeah. I think is just a little interesting because most of them are practice Buddhism. Yes. Very, like, ancient Chinese traditions. Mm-hmm. Give me more of that. Like, I just feel like they chose to kind of pick and pick on the wrong things. Like, I want to know more about Kane's life. I want to know more about yes, Kane's family. I do, too. What is he doing? I love Kane. Love Kane. Kane was, like, the golden retriever of the entire show. Like, he would just, like, show up and everyone was happy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I think the only other thing I had to say was that towards the end, I, like, really kind of started shipping like kevin and kim lee like they had that moment there oh my at the god end, i know I like, wait a second wait this could work this could like, work like kevin's been chasing after the wrong girl the whole time he has like, kelly's a lost cause kelly is a lost cause like you know you cannot lead a stray dog to water you can't Mm-mm. and she doesn't want to do it and like it's it's sad too because i know it's like a very like not healthy relationship it's extremely toxic and honestly i think andrew's like kind of scary because like whenever the cameras go off like you don't know what happens but I think like I don't know I wish her friends would like encourage her more to like just come just come stay with me or just like Like, the yelling that he did at Paris like on the phone in Paris was like the craziest thing I've ever seen I honestly can't even believe like that was emotionally abusive I cannot believe Kelly like let that be if that was me I would not let that air on television no no and he's now known as the most like well and even like in um whenever they went to go see the um psychologist and she was like the psychologist was like andrew kelly wants it's like in this basically and andrew was like no we're not gonna end it like our love is too strong or blah blah, all this stuff oh but 
That didn't sound like it was a question. Yeah, and the psychiatrist was like, no, you're not listening. Like, Kelly wants to end it. Like, done. And then when she had sex with that again, I was like, oh, my God, stop. You're backsliding. Why are you doing that? Like, all he is is a red power. He's not freaking Matthew McConaughey. Like, no. withdraw from his clutches. He's scary. Grutches. Grutches. Okay, I have some fun facts. Okay. Anna Shay bought three Mercedes in one day. What? The time Anna Shay bought three Mercedes-Benz in one afternoon, it was almost a million dollars worth of Mercedes-Benz cars, and she's like, oh, yeah, my son just needs one. Oh, I need one. Oh, one for Kane, too. Considering Anna's lavish spending habits, like her bringing a Dolce & Gabbana rack to her house for Kevin to shop from, Kane needed the most convincing to join the show. Oh. Kane Lim was the second person cast on Bling Empire. Kelly was the first, but he was also the most reluctant to join. Kane wasn't sure what his parents would think of him joining, mm. as his family pretty much controls the oil enterprise in Asia. Mm. Eventually, his parents gave their okay, and only then did Kane agree to be a part of the series. He later admitted that he worries about being labeled as stupid and rich and is scared of the fame the show may bring. Oh, no, he's not stupid and rich. I love Kane. Here it is. The infamous scene in Anna's shower was unscripted. When Kim Lee um, explored Anna's house, they found a penis pump in Anna's shower. Kim told Guy to throw it out the window, and drama ensued. Producer Jeff Jenkins told Oprah Magazine that the moment was 1,000% real and unexpected and absolutely insane. Anna Shea was mortified during the scene, and she later told E.T. that the penis pump wasn't hers. She said it was in her guest room shower and belonged to her guests, clarifying the guest wasn't part of the show. Ooh. Yikes. Yikes. Anna thought Andrew was joking when he angrily called Kelly. Um... The reaction was so over the top that Anna Shea thought it was a joke. She soon realized it was so serious and told Oprah Magazine that she felt like a protective mother over Kelly. So I kind of think that, like, Anna is the sort of Kyle Richards of the show and that, mm -hmm. like, she kind of recommends people to put on the show. Like, I yeah. think Anna was kind of the one who, like, got all these people together yeah. and were, like, let's do the show. So I think she has like, a large hand in, like, the production of the show. Mm, she's Chris. Okay, this says, Christine hopes her in-laws don't watch the show. Oh, God. Um, Christine told E.T. she's in a tricky situation. Her husband claims to be the 24th descendant of the Song Dynasty. His parents have traditional values which they expect their son and daughter-in-law to uphold. Christine made the bold admission that the couple's struggle with fertility was due to Gabe's health, not hers. She'd been taking the blame from his parents to protect Gabe, and Christine said she's trying to secretly figure out if her in-laws have Netflix. She doesn't know how they feel about the show, but assumes they don't condone reality television in general. Yikes. Um, so, also, Blee Empire was filmed in 2018. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Also, it's, in, um, it's produced by Jeff Jenkins, who also produced... Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and the iconic The Simple Life. Oh, mm -hmm. cute. Um, the ages are really diverse. Jamie's 22, Christine is 38, Kelly is 35, Gabe is 53, um, Anna is 60, Kim Lee is 32, Kevin is 37, and Kane is 31. Oh, wow. This is many of the shopping scenes were cut during editing. Really? Which is, like, so lame. Oopsies, sorry. Yeah. Hit the mic. That's going to be really loud. Oops. Um, really lame because that's 
I know. That's like the whole, I feel like that was like the whole point of it is like their extravagant spending. Oh, wait, this is interesting. Kane didn't know Anna before joining the show. Hmm. Weird. Interessant. Oh, my God. Kelly and Andrew are still together. Oh, my gosh. They are not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's... Hmm. That's it for... It was good. I, I wouldn't rewatch it. What about you? I mean, I would watch a second season, like, just to see where they go with it, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not, like, a stan. No, I'm not, like, dying for... I'm dying for Anna. Like, give me a show about Anna. Oh, my God, yes. Like, Love is Blind. Like, I need another season. Oh, my God. Amber and Barnett. You're shysty. You're a shysty, shysty. bitch. Iconic. And I stand by that. All right, any other final thoughts on Bling Empire? No, let's move on to the bread and butter and what we use to round out this episode. Bachelor. To the final countdown. Final countdown. Okay. Why don't you take the lead on this one? Okay. So, guys, this week on The Bachelor, we had dramas with Anna, dramas with Victoria. Drums. There were drums, drums, drums. There were enough drums to go around. Victoria got drums. MJ got drums. You got drums. You You got got drums. drums. Everybody gets drums. Look under your chair. You'll find a drum. (laughs) You'll find a year's worth of drums. So, let's start with how the show started off this week. So... It's the final rose ceremony and, or not the final rose, sorry, the rose ceremony. And Matt addresses to the room that a situation has been brought to his attention, that there's been bullying, the environment's toxic, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he pulls away, did he pull Victoria away first? Or no, he pulled Anna away first. He pulled Anna away first, yeah. Um, but all the girls were like, who said something, like, blah, 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 all this stuff. And Katie, the one who said it, was, like, all stressy about it because it was, like, awkward because she was obviously the one that said something. And Anna's freaking out because Anna was the one that started the rumor that... Yeah, Anna Anna knows she done fucked up. Yeah, Anna Anna admitted that she fucked up because she said that... What, what's her name? Brittany? Yeah. Was, is an escort. And so Anna's stressing. So Matt pulls her aside. And I personally think Matt handled the situation really well. Well, I'm sorry. He technically takes Brittany aside first. But of the guilty party, he takes Anna first. Yes, he took Brittany away first. And then Brittany was like, Anna started this rumor that I was an escort. As you should. Like, when, yeah. when things get thrown out about you, like, you name fucking names. Like, oh, yeah. I don't care if you think I'm a snitch. Like, you're going to tell everyone that I am, like, giving sexual favors in exchange for money. Like, I'm going to name names. Yeah. You can't do that. Like, that, yeah. like those are not words. Those are those are naming name words, okay? Mm-hmm. For sure. Those are fighting words. Those are 100% fighting words. Um. So, Brittany basically, like, breaks down, tells Matt everything. But he has, he has the iconic line of, if you have to belittle someone else in order to shine, you oh don't gosh. have the qualities I want in a wife. 
Yes. As Victoria's like, I'm perfect for him. I'm the only one for him. Um. So then Matt pulls Anna aside and. So, I'm so sorry. But did no, you see when Victoria was like, someone snitched? Yes. I'm like, ugh. She's so annoying. Um. Matt basically chimed, or basically was talking to Anna and was like, you know, Brittany told me what you said, all this stuff, and I've said things that I regret. I've had to own up from them. I've learned from them, mm-hmm. and I'm a be- better person because of it. Yeah. And he basically sends her home and was like, I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 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 you go. Like, the... <laughs> The amount of tears, which I get it. Like, oh my gosh. I'm sure she wasn't crying because she, like, loves Matt and wants to say. Like, she was crying because, like, that's not how she wanted to go out. No. And now she realizes that she did these things that she can't take back. And yeah. she will forever be known as the person who called another girl a prostitute. Like, yeah. threw that out there. Yeah. And you could just tell that in her tears. Like, he was looking at her. And he was not looking at her like that because he wanted her to stay. He was looking at her like that because he was like, I... Like, he had every right to send her home, and he was just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So that's what I just think is funny. And she was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, you know what? You should have told Brittany you were sorry. You shouldn't have told Matt you were sorry after he confronted you and said that you don't have the qualities that he wants in a wife. So, like, mm-hmm. now you're sorry when it's convenient for you. Yeah. And along with Anna falls the sorry parade. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's sorry. Everybody's sorry. Kit's sorry she did those things. Victoria's sorry because apparently she didn't do anything with ill intent. Yeah. Everyone is all of a sudden sorry. And... I just think it's super convenient. Yeah. Ryan said it best. It's just convenient. And that's the only reason why everyone's apologizing. Exactly. And the new girls are 100% right to like not fully accept their apologies. Oh, I'm like, absolutely. If Matt had not come in here and said those things, would you even be apologizing to me right now? No. No. You would still be calling me JV and Varsity. Yeah. MJ. Yeah. So Anna was the first one on the chopping block. And then goes and her. And chopped she was. And chopped she was. Um, what other conversations? I know Victoria had a good, had the conversation with Matt, but were there any others before that? Well, this says, no. So it went Anna, then it went Victoria, mm. and then it, I think that was all he really talked to, but, yeah. you know, Victoria said, quote, what she did was all in silliness. Oh, yeah, and Matt was like, because he pulled, a, he pulled aside Ryan, and Ryan was like, Victoria, like, called me a hoe. For being a dancer and then Matt confronted Victoria about it and was like Ryan said you called her a hoe and then Victoria was like well I think it was taken out of context it was taken out of context and, and Matt was the <laughs> zinger he said in what context is calling somebody a hoe okay and Victoria could not even answer like she that. literally sat there like twiddling her thumbs I'm like that's what it's like to be served bitch yeah um also, her dress was so ugly. I just oh my god, so it. ugly. The nude bra poking out in the back. I thought a tit was gonna pop out. Literally, and like the freaking slit that was so high, and I'm oh my like, gosh. she had a full on meltdown. Like she was like, I can't go home. Blah blah blah. She did. I just I think that like they said this on the toast, and I think it's so true. Like the one person who really kind of did get like really snuck past it all was Serena C. Yes. She sat there and she not only laughed, mm-hmm. she said things. Everyone yes. is guilty of laughing. Everyone is guilty of not speaking up. Mm-hmm. But Serena C said things. She yes. chimed in. She was out on the jokes. And she Her was the and only MJ. one 
MJ will get her comeuppance. Yeah. I think MJ, like, is just such a wasteful, like, what a wasteful opportunity. Like, you came out of the gate swinging, like, early favorite. And then for you to, like, think that that you are, like, better and coin this, like, JV versus varsity, which... Sensitive topic for <laughs> To coin the, like, JV versus varsity term and then try and turn around and be like, I preach... Peace, peace and, and harmony. harmony. I'm like, okay, was peace and harmony the first words that you heard in your, like, devotional calendar this morning? Like, you literally just pulled those out of your ass. Like, yeah. chiming in on calling somebody a prostitute is not preaching peace and harmony. Harmony, It's doing the exact opposite. Yeah. So, the rose ceremony was so funny. Victoria gets sent home in the rose ceremony, which I'm so glad Matt did. Oh, this is who all gets roses. Brittany, Ryan, Rachel, Serena P, Maggie, Kit, MJ, Jacinia, Katie, Abigail, Chelsea, and Serena C. Um, so Michelle had already had a rose and... Piper? Piper. She stayed another week, so she had to have already had a rose. I think so, yeah. And then I don't know who else had the other one on one. I don't remember, but... Mari went home, which I was, like, so surprised about, Oh, actually. I know. Fianca Fabra. Fianca Fabra. She went home. Shocking. She went back to Nick Jonas. Okay. <laughs> Victoria's exit was... Yes, this is where I was getting. <laughs> um, something, like, truly out of this world. She said, quote... I'm going to do it like her voice. Okay. I honestly feel so sorry for you that you would listen to hearsay and not all of the facts of the situation. So goodbye. Like Arms crossed. It was a very good impression. Arms crossed out the door. I just like love that like she's like coining the term hearsay. Like she thinks that gives her some sort of foot in the debate to like say that the actual facts are hearsay and yeah. that her lies are the facts. And like, honey. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, honey. Uh-uh, honey. Whenever she was like, honestly, the girls are going to miss me so much. It's like, no, bitch. If they're not all really sad right now, I would be really shocked. And then everyone's like toasting to having like drama-free <laughs> time. If I go home tonight, I'm literally going to die. I'm going to die. I am the only one capable of being Matt's wife. I'm better than all of these other girls. I'm literally having a breakdown right now. Like... Oh my god. My bra is about to unsnap. Can you see it? You probably can because it's not covering. It's not being covered (laughs) by my dress. (sighs) But thank god she went home. Yeah. I could not do I like usually I'm like I can't do another week of it but then I'm like fine the next week. I literally cannot do another week of Victoria and Anna. It was her time. Yes. Okay. So let's get to Rachel's first one-on-one. So something I want to tidbit about. Um I was, Sean and Catherine did a Q&A this week on Catherine's Instagram, and I totally think they're, like, out of their Bachelor contract because oh, they were sure. spilling tea. For sure. Like, people were asking legit questions about The Bachelor, like, how much do the producers influence? What do they prompt you to say? And, like, they were answering them. So mm-hmm. they said, who picks the one-on-one dates? And Sean said, the producers pick the one-on-one dates. Mm. You have a say in, like, the girls you like the most, but ultimately the producers pick who you date. And then somebody asked, do you actually get forced to say things? And Catherine said yes and no. 
they will try to get you to say certain things. They will persuade you to talk about certain things, but you can 100% put your foot down and say, no, I'm not talking about that. Mm. But most people like the limelight and will just talk about it. She said like there were things in my family that I didn't want to talk about. And when I told them that they didn't make me talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were like, really spilling it. I just thought it was so interesting. And then he talked about, cause you know, he had that crazy, um, what's her name? Like Tiara or something like that. Um, she was the one who like had like the seizure or something, but like mm. not really when they went on that, yes. like, oh my gosh, really yes. cold, like ski date or something. Yeah. And so him obviously having one of the most like iconic villains on his season, he said, as the bachelor, you don't know. You don't know anything. So, like, you're sitting at home wondering how the heck is he keeping this person? And he's like, it's because we don't know. Like, we don't get told anything that happens into that, like, happening in the house. We don't know at all. So, I didn't know how much of, like, a tyrant she truly was. Yeah. Which I kind of figured. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, think about it. They purposefully, like, probably don't tell The Bachelor Bachelorette because it's good TV. Oh, it's great TV. Like, come on. I just think, like, my one kind of qualm that I'm coming to with The Bachelor is that, like, if you want to be... Because, like, most of the, like, dating shows now, they don't, like, promise an engagement. They promise, like, love. You'll find love. You know, not, like, this will be an everlasting love. love. This will be the one for St. Jude and me. Oh, whoa. I'm so glad that I found you in time and I know that. We raised 13 and 5. Oh, yeah. 30 and 5. Shoutouts. 13? Yeah. Give us some This credit. will... Wait. Uh, I can't remember the rest. I know the words, but I don't know the tune. I forgot it. Shout out. Fulfillment of a lifetime. <laughs> to make <laughs> us believe we, we got, got more life to live. Oh, this will be... The one for, for St. Jude and me. Shout out. Try it out. Um, what were we talking about? Uh. Oh, shoot. This is why we can't start singing mid-sentence oh we are talking about. We have short-term memory, and we just... Oh, my God. So, okay, we were talking about Sean. Oh, Sean and Catherine. Villains. They don't know. They don't know. I think that's what... Everlasting love. Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. Most dating shows, like, do not promise the everlasting love. But, like, yeah. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette franchise is, like, the one thing that really prides itself on an engagement. And I think that if you're going to pride yourself on an engagement and everlasting love, I really think you need to put some more time into actually vetting the people you put on the show and doing things for the benefit of your bachelor or bachelorette, not for the benefit of the viewers at home. And listen, there's a fine line that you can walk. You can have the like one to three villains in the show and you know they're not going to be for the bachelor or the bachelorette. They're just there for good TV. Great, prompt them to be crazy. But then you also need to have the like five to six really good candidates for the Bachelor, Bachelorette that like are actual potential love interests and you need to like like champion that relationship on. Yeah. And you can find that great balance, crazies, actual potentials, and go with it. Yeah. Then everyone's happy. Well, because then it's, you know, Dylan Barber is obviously, you know, out of his Bachelor contract. And yeah. he said that Jed was the person who got the most screwed over by Bachelor production. And, like, I've just really lived on this, like, this, like, what is it called? Like, this soapbox of, yes. like, 
how on earth could you let someone go through this intense interview process and let somebody who had a girlfriend yeah win the bachelorette how could you do that how could you do that yeah but then when he's saying that he didn't have a girlfriend mm-hmm. and he actually got screwed over by production well now i'm standing here and i'm like which way do I turn? I don't know. Do I believe the fact that he had a girlfriend and that he's a skis because that's the picture that's been painted? Or do I believe that he is a good guy and Bachelor Production completely screwed him over? Because at this point in time, I'm like, Bachelor Production is skeezy. Like, I would they not are put skeezy. it past them. They are skeezy, but at the same time, like, Judd didn't really fight very hard for Hannah. No, he just, like... Like, if he really truly didn't have a girlfriend... Yeah, if he really didn't truly have a girlfriend, he would have been like whoa 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 like I never had a girlfriend like I was true to you like all this stuff and I felt like again it was televised like he knew it that it was like being recorded and stuff and he was just like okay yeah that's how I knew he was lame okay but Rachel's one-on-one oh yes this leads us into talk about let's talk about her date first and then we'll talk about that mm-hmm. so you know <laughs> always without a doubt every season the a front runner gets the shopping date Becca got the shopping date on um, Ari's season. Hannah Ann got the shopping date. Hannah Ann, this is just like the cross that I will die on. The fact that Gosh. Hannah Ann freaking won like $4,000 worth of Revolve clothing, clothing. And then on the second to last date to like win The Bachelor, she wore those fugly like Steve Madden wedge sneakers. I'm like, I'm sorry, you just won literally three armfuls of Revolve and those are the shoes you're wearing? Like, that was your best option for me? No, like wear Converse before you wear those. Absolutely not. Um, so in true fashion, Rachel got the shopping one-on-one. Of course. Um, it was good. I mean, they re- I think, I mean, I can always tell they really liked each other. They are smitten with each other. Smitten. I cannot believe he gave her Louboutins. I cannot. Oh my gosh. I also saw this TikTok of that scene of her being like, I've never owned a pair of shoes over $40. And then someone went to her Instagram and like zoomed in on a pair of docks (laughs) that cost like over a hundred, obviously. I was like, geez, people really cannot like, people take things so literally these days. I know. I'm like, that's something I would say. I'm sure she meant she never spent thousands of dollars on shoes. Yes. You know? Like, let's not, let's, let's Let's, not be crazy. Let's leave a little breathing room. Okay. Yeah. Please. It's a pair of shoes. It's not the end of the world. Um, oh, another question that was answered by Sean and Catherine was, who, how do you know who gets, who walks up and reads the date card? And they said the producers pick which girl gets up and reads the date card. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, so the date was really good. I was really surprised um, that he, like, reciprocated back to Rachel. When she said, I'm falling in love with you and, like, I would be okay with leaving and being engaged. And he basically said the same thing. Yeah. I was like, that's a bold statement to say right now. Like, it's early. That blue dress on her. Stop. She looked sickening. And, like, I just look at her and I don't understand how, like. I'm so jealous. Exactly. I'm so jealous. Here she is, like, simple looking, beautiful girl, brown hair. And then I look at me, and I'm like, I feel like I have those similar features, but I look nothing like that. Like, what's happening? (laughs) You know? Yeah. You just need a blue dress from Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. Let me just, let me just, (laughs) you know, run to Dillard's and pick that up really fast, Natalie. Oh, man. Okay, the next date card arrives. Serena P. Bree, Katie, Piper, Serena C., Ryan, Michelle, Brittany, Maggie, Abigail, Chelsea, Jacenia, and MJ. Um... 
So Kit has the other one on one. Yeah, so that means Kit has the other one on one. Um, okay, that group date might as well be called like the self implosion of MJ. <laughs> like Dude. that. That's what it might as well be called. Yeah, it was horrible. It was like really hard to watch. Um, how does it feel for like your hair to be so negatively represented on television? I just like really hate it. Like, she's just, honestly, whenever she walked out of the limo the first time, I was like, oh my god, my hair. And then it was just like, the more I got to look at her, the more I was like, she kind of seems like, like mean. You know, like some people just like look mean. Like, I just like had that feeling about her. She does. She was having very like evil looks. I was like, what is like happening inside that head right now? Yeah. You know why her head's so big? It's full of secrets. Hair, not head. Oh, sorry. You know why your hair's so big? Why your head's so big? It's full of secrets. <laughs> it's full of secrets. Um, okay, so Abigail. Oh, but that's fast forwarding a little bit. But let me read to you this portion of this recap because it's really funny. <laughs> MJ decides that the other women are threatened by her and she needs an apology from whoever ratted her out. MJ preaches love and fucking harmony, okay? And if any of you bitches can't get that or follow her example, then it's your fucking problem. Jacinia tells MJ that she told Matt MJ created the JV versus varsity taunt. MJ so says savage. MJ says it's a joke. She leads by example. MJ is being attacked and is owed an apology. Ah, yes. Another fight. That's a weird sentence. I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah. All I have to say is... We'll get to that later. But... What that leads up to is phenomenal, and we'll talk about it when when it gets there. Yeah, when, when we get there. Okay, kids one on one. Wait, we didn't talk about. Wait, did Abby have that conversation with Matt during the group date, or? Yes, because she got the group date rose. Okay, so Abby, I love her. Love her. So she basically, I feel like this is just like an important yeah. thing to know with the episode. Abby basically, she was like struggling. She got the first impression rose. Like she was really. Guns a blazing. It always happens with it. Always, always happens with the first impression rose. You start on a high and then you get a lull. Yes. And because everyone at this point is caught up to you yeah. in your relationship with Matt. Yeah. And she's stressing out. So she and go, she goes and has it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Um, a little one on one time with Matt. And she basically expresses to Matt, like, again, like how much she likes him, blah, blah, blah. And then she, like, talks about an insecurity that she has with Matt of, like, I hope you understand that. There's an, what was it, like a 90% chance? I don't remember. I, I think it was like a high percentage that when she has kids, they're going to be deaf. And she's like, I just always feel like this has been like a weight on my shoulders. Um, something, sorry, that's always held me back because my dad left me and my sister. Yeah, her father left when her and her sister got their cochlear implants. Mm-hmm. And... I just personally think America needs to protect her at all costs. Yes. Like she is, she is like the crown jewel of America right now. Yes. And with all of the things that we are divided in as a nation, the one thing we can unify on is the fact that Abigail must be protected. Must be protected. But I also think Matt is like, I mean, not that any bachelor would like be insensitive to that at all, but I think Matt also specifically is more appreciative of, like, the different walks of life of women yes. than previous bachelors. Yes. Like, I think Colton was out here. Colton was out there looking for a Cassie. Like, he was looking for a blonde beach town girl. And, yeah. you know, it's not what he ended up with, but initially that's what he got. Yeah. And, you know, same thing. Like, I think Ari, Ari was just looking for a Lauren, and he found yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And 
it's just the first time that I've like ever ex, ex heard the bachelor express like I want you to have gone through things basically mm-hmm. and so I just think that he was the perfect guy to I don't think that is a thing that is gonna like derail him from a relationship with her at no. all no no yeah so I just I really loved that conversation that they had and she got the group date rose and then she got the group date rose Yay. um so yes yeah, so then moving on to kids one-on-one I thought it was a fine one-on-one. I think they have great chemistry. I think he really likes her. I think, you know, there's always there's always the one girl who is fun, who they mm-hmm. get to be lighthearted with and fun. And for Peter, that was Victoria Fuller. Mm-hmm. And I think they have very good physical chemistry. Yeah, but I feel like they're like, I definitely think she will go far. Mm-hmm. I don't think she will win because I think, I think his emotional connection – not to say that she could never get there. Like, if I think about it, Lauren and Ari really didn't get there till the season finale. Mm-hmm. But I think his emotional connection is so much further with other girls right now. For sure. But I think Kit could get there. Like, she has potential. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was a little tone deaf for her to be, like, my rich girl problems. Like, I don't really feel like this yeah. is the time or place to, like, yeah. profess that your mom's too famous. Yeah. Not to diminish anyone's, like, feelings. Everyone goes to their own walks of life. But a part of being on national television is, like, you have to read the room. Mm-hmm. Be and sensitive I, towards everything. I just thought that was everything. Like, yeah. It could have gone and said. Yeah. But other than that, it was a good date. It's Yay what I expected. Rose. It's what I expected from Kit. It is. Yeah. So. I, I will say it was nice for her though. It was nice to hear like, because you hear like, oh, her mom's Cynthia Rowley. Like she lives in New York. She's a fashion entrepreneur. Yeah. She lives this high like lifestyle. And that's not mm-hmm. Matt. Matt is from North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, he lives in New York. Yes. But he's not this like the lifestyle I feel like she's used to. So I will say I did like to kind of hear her say, like, that's the life I've grown up with. But, like, cooking in my own kitchen with, like, the person I love is, like, what I am more looking for. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I can get on board with that. I think Kit, like, I think she has, like, mean girl tendencies, but I think she has more love in her heart than mean girl tendencies. She was the first one to fess up an apology. She was. She's smart. She is, she read the room real quick. Said, whoop. <laughs> her, her mama taught her well. <laughs> okay. Then we end um, with the overall cocktail party. <laughs> Ugh. Which basically results in like a mini two-on-one. Yeah. With Jacinia and MJ. And I just like have to stand up and give an Oscar to Jacinia Jus- to mm-hmm. for not backing down. Oh, yeah. Because MJ was 100,000% gaslighting her and M- or Jacinia was just not having it. She nope. wasn't. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Jacinia, whenever they were like sitting down across from each other. Also, can we talk about the protection that occurred whenever they rolled up their suitcases, put them in the lobby, walked out to the same exact Uber, <laughs> and had to drive with each other to the little awkward like, mini this one-on-one. this is like The Bachelor. You have a big budget. Like, take them in separate cars. Like, yeah. just like, let's not be mean. You no, know, The Bachelor's, he's driving a G-Wagon. Like, you can spare an extra Suburban so yes. they don't have to ride together. Yes. And then they get there. And I think Jacinia held herself so well whenever she was like, like, you will know the, like, everyone will know the truth whenever this airs. And it's blah, so, blah. yes, it's so true. I feel like. That is, and I get that, like, you're not supposed to address the camera, whatever. When she looked at the camera. But, like, that is the golden rule. I'm like, there is absolutely no point in lying on television because you will see what actually happened and you will see that you were wrong. Like, 
MJ, do you have short-term memory? Do you forget all these comments that you said about JV and varsity, the OGs, like, being mean to the new girls? Yeah, like, were you, yeah, just back to, like, were you preaching peace and harmony when you called Brittany a prostitute? Yeah, literally. That doesn't sound very harmonious to me. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how Matt takes everything. I, because I feel like his connection with both of them aren't, one's not stronger than the other. Right, right. So I It think, does make it easier that, like, neither one of these girls are, like, really front runners. Yes. So it, like, makes it, makes it easier for, like, I think him with his decision, but I think it's harder for us as viewers because then it's, like, no, I wish you could just see how, like, crazy MJ's being and, like, she's mean and all this stuff, but, like, he doesn't know. Yeah. I think he'll take Jacenia's side of it. I think that I had a lot of doubts about Matt and, like, the amount of justice he would serve up, but I did feel he did his due diligence. He sent Anna home. He sent um, Victoria home. Serena C. just got lucky. Um, She's next. I think he's going to see through MJ's mm-hmm. BS. I really do. Yeah. Um, he's a good judge of character. If he doesn't, I'll be a little concerned. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, it was so unfair, though, how sickening MJ looked in that outfit. Like, that Ugh, freaking blazer coat dress. She looks, I hated how good she looked. I was like, oof. Makes me mad. I'm getting angry. Um, oh, I had some backtracking, some thoughts about Rachel. Oh, yes. So she has like come under fire this week because somebody who went to high school with her basically made a TikTok saying that her family, not to be crass, but was racist, Mm -hmm. that she was a bully in high school, Mm -hmm. that her family donates to a lot of these racist organizations and that public figures need to start being held accountable. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a lot of, like, opinions on this because I just think I don't agree with cancel culture. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the way we as society deal with cancel culture. I think that anyone who's, like, being canceled can use it as an opportunity to grow. Are there If there are multiple offenses, I'm like, that's a deeper issue and you need to figure it. You should be canceled. Yeah. But I'm like, give people a little breathing room. Like, and I just really didn't agree when she said public figures need to be held accountable i'm like she's been a public figure for two weeks literally two weeks like would you even consider her an actual public figure right now like i i wouldn't consider Mm -hmm. her like a celebrity no she's on a reality show and like her fame will fade in like a month yeah so like just give her time to like give her time to address what's yeah and i don't think i i can't remember who asked me this it was either karis or my friend renee or my friend reagan I don't remember. We were watching The Bachelor and someone said it. Like, do you think the actions of people's families should reflect the actual girls on the show? And I was like, no. No, I don't think so. I don't think I should be. Because a large part of the TikTok was, like, about her parents. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't want every single mistake my parents made. I don't have the – I don't agree with everything my parents agree with. Like, no. I don't think that they should – Like, their what, actions should dictate mine. Yeah. What, what my parents do sometimes doesn't – necessarily mean that's what I'm gonna do or what I also did you know well and then I think Renee said this um if you look on her Instagram you can't see Rachel's left hand in any picture in every single picture her left hand is hiding which you know could obviously be like nothing but then Matthew Matthew what what (laughs) I don't know why I said that Matt went on I think it was like it's like good morning America he went on some like morning talk show. Um, Kelly and Ryan. 
No. Entertainment Tonight. Oh. Um, and they basically asked him, and he, in a nutshell, said, I think it's important to give some people some breathing room. And I was like, that sounds like the answer of someone you're trying to protect. Mm-hmm. Does she win? We don't know. We don't know. It's awfully suspicious. Speaking of, Carrie. Me, Carrie and I created our top five of who, oh, yes. who we think. Mine's personally in order. Okay. I don't know if yours is. Yeah. If you don't want to put it in order, it's totally fine. I just, okay. I feel I more like, confident. I forgot what I saw you writing yours down earlier and I knew I should have written mine down. Hang on. Oh, I remember. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to no, go first? No, I want you to go first. Okay. Don't change your answers based on mine. I won't. I'm just trying to. Okay. I think in fifth place will be Serena P. Hmm. And then I think in fourth place will be Brie. Oh. And then third is going to be Abigail. Oh, wow. Second, I think it's going to be Michelle. Uh-huh. And first, I think it's going to be Rachel. Okay. So mine fifth was Kit. Kit was almost my fifth. My fourth was Piper. Ooh, Yeah. My third was Serena P. Mm. My second was Michelle. And my first was Rachel. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Who comes out on top? Um, a lot of people are, are um, wanting Abigail to be the next Bachelorette. I mean, absolutely. Like I think I'm like, abs- show some diversity. I don't want Kelly Flanagan. I want Abigail. I'm sorry. Is there a talk of Kelly Flanagan yes, people being want, the Bachelorette? Yeah, people want Kelly to be Bachelorette. Why? That's terrible. She is like so boring. That's actually true. Yeah. It's not like a popular conversation people are having, but it is a conversation that people are having. having. Hmm. Oh, and lest we not forget, next week we finally get Tyler Cameron on our television again. Thank God. My eyes have been deprived. I know. Matt was on Chicks in the Office, and they were like, can you give us like a spoiler or like something about Tyler being on the, on the episode next week? And he said, Tyler falls for someone. But then again, that could be like literal. Like he like physically trips or falls over. Trips up the steps like every other girl on the first night. Yeah. And then they said oh, something else. I think but I Heather comes next week. So our prediction was wrong. That they cut her out. Oh, she wasn't yeah. it and then they cut her out. We were wrong about yeah. that. Yeah. I don't want her to come. No, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's the new too girls much. came. The drama came with it. The drama has ended. Like, we don't need let's Heather. Not, let's not keep it going. Also, Heather driving up in the minivan. I cannot. If I was on national television, I would request anything but a grocery getter. If one of my friends drived, dri- drove a minivan and they're like, I'm going to go and drive up to the gates of the Bachelor Mansion and <laughs> ask if I can be on, but I drive a minivan, I would say, take my car. You know, maybe it Literally was like take the my only car. rental car that the, you know, local Pennsylvania airport had to offer. I didn't even think about that. She asked for a Corvette. She got a minivan. So we don't have a Corvette for you, but we do have this sick minivan. Sickening. With it has lights on the inside. Dual heated seats. Dual heated seats. LED lights running across the ceiling. And a, a DVD third, player. A rotating captain seat. Mm. Those were the ish. So unsafe. But the fact that you could rotate your captain seats to face the back. I always wanted one. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, any other final thoughts? Mm. I don't think so. Do you have any final thoughts? Nope. And we don't know what we're recapping next week. We forgot to talk about it. Dairy Girls. <gasps> yes, Dairy Girls. So okay. We're going to watch that. Okay, perfect. Or 
I mean, we have lots of options we could choose from. We do. Um, all the things we added to our list. <laughs> I think Dairy Girl, though. I think let's, let's do Dairy Girl. Let's Girls. keep the Penelope Featherington train. I'm about it. Chugging. I'm about it. Cuckoo. Sweet, sweet. Cuckoo. Sweet, sweet. that it yep that's it (laughs) that's so cool (laughs) well guys another week come again gone again this week's episode of couch potatoes where we your local couch potatoes sitting on a brown couch rate talk about discuss all things tv movie the bachelor reality tv also, you don't have to, and that way you have something to put in your ears for the next hour and 40 minutes while you sit at your desk and you contemplate the 9 to 5 you're currently working. So, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Follow us on Instagram, at Couch Potatoes Podcast. You know, we love to respond back to DMs, so like, feel free to DM us your thoughts. We would love to talk about them on the podcast. We love all sorts of input. Follow our personal accounts, at Carrie Beth Conant. At Nat C. Jones underscore underscore. We're available anywhere you want to listen to your podcast. Uh, don't forget Verbal, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, just all the places, CastBox, Stitcher, anywhere you like to listen to your podcasts. Couch Potatoes is there. Is there. Is there. For your convenience. For your convenience. And that's all she wrote, folks. And with that, we bid you adieu. Adieu. Goodbye. Bye.